0: Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl.
1: You know, I got to start the show, folks. I got to start the show with a rant. Yep. I've been thinking about this. I'll be straight with you. I won't sugarcoat this. I have... The two sides of Eve, I have a situation where I can feel this way and then I can feel that way and it's conflicting inside of me. And maybe you're the same way. Let me give you an example. I like to shoot straight. I like to have an opinion. Now I'm not as vocal and as direct and as in your face as many online are, but I'm certainly more vocal and more direct than the majority. Let's go with that. Okay. And I like to shoot straight, but I shoot straight from the premise of having a conversation, cutting through the BS, just putting it out there, Stop being I I don't want to say not be politically correct. You know, you want to be tactful and sensitive, but let's not sugarcoat it. I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying and and I hear you, and so I will go on a rant and I will call BS if it makes sense. And I'm sure you many times either do yourself or you wished you would, because as you all know, it just sometimes saves cycles. So there's that side of me, there's that side of Daryl. And then there's the other side of Daryl, That fundamentally hates it when I get trolls and people who are just trying to leverage any following they may perceive I have. And they're just trying to antagonize me and instigate and be just obnoxious in my face in response to my being direct. Social media posts, videos, whatever it might be. Why? Because inside, despite this rough and tough and rugged exterior that you see that you say to yourself, how is it possible to know that you look good and you sound good and you're just so damn nice? Despite all that, I'm just a soft, tender, sensitive guy inside. And when my feelings are hurt or you say something that is just rude or obnoxious or wrong, I go off. I go off. I think a big part of it for me is half a time, in this whole BS world that you respond to me or you post something, maybe it's not even a response to me. You're just posting something. You're just doing it for likes or clicks. And half the time, what you're saying is wrong. It is misguided. It is ill-informed. And you, my friend, if you're that person, you are affecting the success of another young, or emerging sales or marketing professional who looks up to you for whatever reasons and says, if, if you say this, this must be true, and they go and do it. You were doing it to stir the pot and get likes and shares. They thought you were doing the real thing. They implemented what you said, and they failed. And half the time, they're not even smart enough or experienced enough to know they failed. I hate that. Bugs the shit out of me just being candid. That's the world we live in, is it not? social media emails phone calls we all have an opinion these days we're all marginalized we all have small groups this is where it's so hard to have our voices rise above it's difficult it's why you have to be tactful it's why you have to be respectful when you talk to your counterparts and when you have that kind of healthy discourse life is good what i love about social media what i love about talking to you folks is that when i do that and you reciprocate Man, it's magic. It's magic. It's magic. And everybody listening reads that, watches that. You've probably done it yourself, and you've observed. And you say, "Yeah." Half time, you're saying "Yeah" because Prale called it out. Or the other half, you're saying "Yeah" because somebody argued with Prale. I, I don't care in that case because we're having a healthy conversation. We're having an adult conversation. We're having a fun conversation. That's what I love. So I need to balance my. Inner feelings, my toughness, my resilience to the criticisms and the trolls that I get with my desire to speak truth. I said to myself, Daryl, you've not gone on a good rant in a while. Normally you like to debate, normally you like to call up individuals and say, I disagree with you. Let's have a chat. And I was feeling pent up. I was feeling homebound as I worked from home. And I said to myself, who who in this fine land of ours do so I have a relationship with that I can call him a putz, tell him he's wrong, argue with him till I'm blue in the face, have him trash talk me back and still go for a beer with afterwards because I want to have a debate. I'm feeling the need to argue. If you haven't guessed it, I'm going to share something with you. Today's guest is setting a record. We have never, ever had anybody back here a third time just because there's so many great people to talk to. This individuals shows his podcasts are in the top five downloads all time of the inside inside sales show and friends. He's a pain in the ass. Welcome Benjamin Dennehy, the UK's most hated sales trainer. How you doing, my friend? Looking
0: good in your red cap there. Oh, your ah, very good. Ah, well, thank you very much. I wore them just for you. And as I listened to your rant, I just thought to myself, I have so much sympathy for your producer, uh, Daniel, who's got to sit and listen to this over and over again. <laughs> he, he, he is suffering more than anyone during this pandemic. You know, he lets me know. He lets me know. He says things like, hey, Dero, can you
1: can you not come on to the, the show recording until like one minute before we start? Because you're really obnoxious and annoying. You know, he lets me know. Daniel's great for telling me. Actually, Daniel's a good example of why I like honest conversation. He'll say, you look like shit, Prail. You, you got to fix your lighting, fix your hair, frame yourself better. You really decided to wear that shirt with that jacket? You may want to change that. <laughs> and I value that. So good. what have you been doing these days? Okay, okay I want to set the stage for before you answer that. You are the UK's most hated sales trainer. Not everybody on the show has met you before. While you are legendary, you are not universal. So I have to ask, why, my friend? For those <laughs> who are ill-informed, who are naive, who are unaware of your magnificence, why are you the UK's
0: most hated sales trainer? Because I made it up. And I realized that if I said it, no one would ever forget me. But I also speak some pretty blunt, Cold hard truths, and I upset a lot of people. And I upset a lot of people because I challenge the status quo and I ask people to behave and act in a way that most find extremely uncomfortable. They all believe deep down that logically it makes sense but therein lies in lines of problem. I spend most of my life helping people get out of their head trash. Most people in sales don't want to be there. Most people in sales are only there because they couldn't get a job as a social worker. As I say, they found the only legitimate way to meet strangers and not be required to have sex. So it's Tinder for ugly folk. And they don't like it when I point these sorts of things out. They call themselves professionals, but they behave like rank amateurs. So my job is to rattle their cages piss off a few people. In the meantime, make a fat pile of cash doing it. So did you just hear what he just did here?
1: I mean, listen to what he just did. He just insulted every single one of you. He called you ugly. And he said you couldn't get a job anywhere else. And then he boldly declared that he's doing it on purpose so he can make a fat pile of cash. And now my friends now you know why a he's the UK's most hated sales trainer and you know, B, why he's on this show right now. Okay, Daniel, I know you're listening, so don't say anything, but make a note never to have Benjamin on the show for a fourth time. Okay, Benjamin, I brought you on to rant. Okay, total sidebar before we do this, okay, in all seriousness, Google, the UK's most hated sales trainer. You're going to go to his website, all right? It's beautiful. Check out all his content, check out his videos, in all sincerity. He's got a number of videos where he actually goes through, he's, he's the king of cold calling, and he actually shows you how to cold call, and he shows you... All the tools he works. Uh, Benjamin's a big fan of you got 30 seconds to get the job done. It's just brilliant. Our goal listen to the p- previous podcast. That's too. The other thing is, you got to follow him on, on LinkedIn because I'm telling you, just the humor and the insights and the trash talk, that alone, let alone the wisdom, totally worth it. That's me talking to you folks. Okay. That's out of the way. Benjamin, right now, you've got to have a rant at oh, this yeah. moment in time. What is the most recent thing that's stuck in your craw that you just want to put out there and debunk and debate? And I cannot guarantee that I will agree with you. In fact, I may disagree with you. And if that's
0: the case, we're going to go at it. So your your turn. What is it? What's bugging you, man? Well, the number one thing, it, it's obviously very uh, time specific to this current pandemic. And that is the um, give back movement. The number of supposed either sales experts or leaders in field, but it's all about let's give back in these tough times. And so we're putting aside our fees and we're just gonna put on stuff for free because, because we care, we're there with you. We're like Tony Blair and George Bush. We're shoulder to shoulder as we screw up the Middle East. So it is utterly, utterly shallow it is meaningless drivel. It has often been led by people who struggled to sell in the good times, and now they found another reason to try and stay relevant without actually having to make any money. So I hate it. I think it's rubbish. I've done nothing free in the last month. Uh, we've been locked down in the UK now five weeks. I have sold absolutely everything and I have no intention of doing anything for free. I have run some competitions, just having a bit of fun. I've done nothing for free, and I haven't participated in activities where they want you to do stuff for free because it's just rubbish. It's stupid, means nothing, and if you have to give it away in tough times, I guarantee you probably couldn't sell it in good times. That's why I hate it. So
1: Benjamin, I'm not gonna say which side I'm on, but I am gonna be Mr. Contrarian, just for the sake of the debate. Mm. I think you're being a dick, and this is why I think you're being a dick. All right. It's tough times. People, not every industry is selling. You're selling. But I can tell you, you know, on our install base, people who are in hospitality, people who are in professional services, many of those individuals are truly, they're calling into empty houses. There's no one there. There's no one answering the phone that, you know, people are entirely laid off. The entire event industry has been decimated. You know, that we're hiring former event salespeople that we used to work with because we know them so well. They're so good because they've all been let go and laid off and we, they're dynamite. What you're talking about is one view of the world from Benjamin Denny and it's myopic, it's insular. You're not getting it. What you're also not getting is the fact that when I do this, I'm building up goodwill. Maybe I'm giving it away for free to my install base. Maybe I'm giving it away for free to my followers. But when times get better... I'm gonna to be top of mind. They're gonna appreciate that. And when it gets competitive, it's gonna be me that they choose because I wasn't a dick. <sighs> How do you respond?
0: Well, that's just rubbish. <laughs> At the end of the- it- <laughs> I mean, look, look, the guys that give stuff away for free won't be able to sell it when it's uh, going good again. That's a simple fact. There's this idea that there's a uh, uh, loyalty The only loyalty really in the world is to family. In business, there is no loyalty. If somebody can come along and offer you something better at a better price and you believe it's better, you'll drop them, you'll drop an existing supplier at the drop of a hat because that's what business is about. Ah, yeah, there may be some misplaced loyalties every now and then, but most of the time, most people at the end of the day, Independently selfish, they pursue their own best interests. These guys offering all this stuff for free aren't doing it because they care. They're doing it because they know they'll become an irrelevance. So this isn't about helping. It's about remaining in the forefront of people's minds. But of course, the seed you're sowing in the forefront of people's minds is well, you kind of had to give it away, and I've got money and I can spend my money. I'd, I'd you know, deep down, I'd rather give it to someone that uh, I couldn't actually afford when I needed them. So, no, I think in the long run, it doesn't achieve anything. You may, of course, get a handful of people that come back to you, but you're probably going to get the cheapest ones, the guys that may have bought for you in the first place. But no, I don't see how it achieves anything. Yes, there are a lot of people in certain sectors and industries that can't sell, but that doesn't mean you can't use this time to develop yourself, to prospect. This is what I've been pointing out, and a lot of people don't, don't get it. Nothing's changed. There is not less money in the world. Companies don't have less money. The only thing that's different is when you phone them, they're probably more likely to be sitting on the toilet than they are to be sitting in front of their computer. That's all that's changed. And in fact, I think you'll find people at home, if you do prospect now, are more willing to talk. And I've discovered this for several reasons. One, they've probably got more hours in the day back. No more commuting. There's none of this two hours either side. I had a guy phone me up. Normally when somebody phones you up to talk about changing power supply, you give them short, sharp shrift. But I said, yeah, all right, I'll hear you out. And we talked. And I went and got my power bill because I had the time and I was at home and I did it. So, look, there are plenty of people that can be out there selling. Yes, you may be in a sector that's been hit hard, but it doesn't mean you can't be prospecting. There's going to be a huge, huge spending bonanza once this is over. Remember, there's not less money. People are sitting on it. They're going to spend it.
1: I can't argue. And the points that Ray jumped off the page at me is that people are inherently selfish. Despite anything that people say otherwise all things are equal i'll I'll play the loyalty card and your other point though reach up to the page i mean is that who i'm likely to get after the fact are the ones who are cheap the ones who want you to go you know deliver three times what what they're paying for and all of a sudden they're not they're no longer a profitable customer there's truth in that so you make some valid points as you listen to him and his but okay don't get get full of yourself come on that's an exception you and i both know it as you listen (laughs) to him Are you thinking to yourself, I need to rethink. What I do see is too many of you are being overwhelmed by people in your organization saying, we need to give it away. And you need to push back on them and say, why? Exactly as Benjamin did. back, you know, damn it. Just play the section back, sit back, let them listen to it and then say, okay, let's talk. It's time for commercial. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The rant will continue.
2: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them, and they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay. So
1: you said something in the last segment, everybody's working from home right now and and people are saying you can't sell. You'd shared with us that you're booking deals, you're delivering training and services. You suggested that you're independently wealthy and you're going to share it with all your Canadian friends. But I hear, despite what you're claiming, that you cannot sell during a pandemic. You cannot sell during this global recession that we are suddenly in the midst of. Is that true? Where are you in that? Is that a rant or are we going to agree and move on? Of
0: course you can keep selling. People selling PPE are probably making a killing. Uh, Supermarkets, toilet paper makers, these guys are making absolute fortune. Amazon is killing it. People haven't stopped buying stuff. They're just changing their buying habits. I read this the other day, and I'm nicking it because it's good. Crises don't create problems. They simply expose weaknesses. All this pandemic has done is expose weaknesses and businesses. And the key to a business, I believe it's the key to all human life. If you're an evolutionist, it's because it's all about the ability to adapt and modify when times change. And a lot of companies are realizing that maybe they weren't prepared for when it got tough. And a lot of salespeople realize that the skills that they had when things were going okay in the bad times, they're not that good. Good salespeople can still sell in tough times. Nothing's changed. It's harder, I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's when the cream rises to the top. I can guarantee you good salesmen have not been furloughed. The only people furloughed are those that the company feels they can afford to let go. The people that make the money, they gotta keep them on board, they gotta keep them happy. So here's what i push back on you. I can guarantee
1: you, uh, there's a definite notable percentage of the audience listening to this show right now who has been furloughed or just outright let go because their organization was unable to sell, unable yeah. to sell. So you're telling me it's possible, but if it was possible, then for the love of God, please tell me how the hell those people are sitting on the bench. Are you suggesting that that individual listening to this show right now at home is not good? Cause you said the cream of the crop rise to the occasion. You told me that. So explain mm. that
0: for me. This is when a lot of managing directors or CEOs or presidents will be looking at their sales force and thinking, I don't know if we really need all of them. And they will do the culling. Uh, There's going to be a glut of salespeople on the employment market once this is over. Because tough times make companies to make different decisions, different choices. And they'll start to realize most of our sales were coming from a handful of our guys. What we need to do then is just streamline and get better at that. Focus on those people. Find more people like them. I've always said this too. If you are a real salesman, and that's going to piss some people off. You should really be self-employed. You should be like a hired gun because at the end of the day, everybody is self-employed. Those that choose to work for a company only have one client. And look what happens when you only have one client in tough times. You get furloughed. If you have sales skills and ability, you can tout your wares wherever it may be. I'm lucky. I'm a sales trainer. But that's by choice. It's not like um, I was forced to do this. I chose to do this. And for several reasons, I weighed up things in life and figured out that this is one of the things that will probably always make money. And I say that because of this. Do you know what percentage of people during the gold rushes of the great gold rushes of the 19th century, do you know how many of them got rich? I know it's extremely small. Yeah, it's like less than 5%. Do you know who made the money during gold rushes? Uh, Where the money was? This is what I know. It's the guys who sold them the pickaxes and the supplies. They're the ones who made the money. Exactly. Denim jeans and Levi's and pans and picks. This is one of the things you need to figure out is what can I sell? I sell sales training in good times, but I can also sell it in bad times because it becomes in the good times, it's considered luxury. In the bad times, it becomes a pick, it becomes a shovel. And I made a very clear strategy at the beginning of the pandemic. I sat in my lounge and I said, what am I going to do for the next month or six weeks? How am I going to make money if I can't go out doing in-house training? And i thought easy right now there's a load of people out there that probably would love to come on my training they either can't afford it or they can't get to me i guarantee they got three to 400 quid that i can take and i'm gonna take it and that's exactly what i've done for the last month over 70 people have been on my boot camps directly as a result of that strategy
1: I want to emphasize something here, right, because, because guys, you, you will give excuses sometimes. I give excuses sometimes. I get it, all right? There's always a reason why we can't do something. But this is really important to say right here. With no disrespect to Benjamin, he may be the most technologically illiterate guest I have ever had. All right?
0: <laughs> it's true. This is
1: a man who bought a Chromebook <laughs> thinking it was a real computer, okay? So I'm not making this up. So why is this relevant? Because Benjamin said, I'm going to go online, and then he did it, and he made a shitload of money doing it. He pivoted, chose another channel. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something, Benjamin. talk about, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for this. You know, you should be maybe self-employed because if you work for one person, look where you are now in your furlough. Okay. It was the mid-2000s. I was laid off for the first time in my life. I was laid off because we had just flipped the company, an acquiring company, laid off the entire management team unexpectedly. We thought they were buying the company and us turns out they just wanted the company. I sat in my lounge and I said, what the hell am I going to do? I didn't see this coming. I've still got bills mm. and everything else. And I had to come to Jesus moment where I said, okay, Daryl, if you're the marketer you think you are, then now's the time to market you. And within two weeks, I had four job offers. So my point being in moments of desperation come opportunities in chaos, or is both crisis and opportunity, is that what they say? Opportunity, you just have to see it. You have to see it, you have to wanna to see it. Okay, we've killed that topic. I saw you okay. the other day, Benjamin, you reacted. And you, I know you don't always react, you reacted to Daniel yeah. Disney. And, and <laughs> I won't go into details, you can do it if you want to, but the premise was sometimes, you know guys, here's my best advice for you, just be you. You need to be authentic. Now I have given that advice many times. I've said to them, you need to be authentic. That's why you hear me shooting straight. That's who I am. My wife, my kids hate me. I always think I'm right. That's who I am. Of course, they're wrong. They're stupid.
0: Do you agree with that? Because you reacted to him. So talk to me about that. It's a symptom of modern society where it's never your fault for failing. It's the world's fault. And as long as you are you, as long as you are true to who you believe you are, then you're doing fine, and that's all that matters, but that's complete bollocks. You can't be you, particularly if you was naturally a dick, naturally annoying, maybe naturally rude, naturally abrasive, naturally stupid. I mean, there's lots of things about you that people wouldn't want to have anything to do with. So, no, you have a responsibility to improve yourself. You have a responsibility to change. The world owes you nothing. You can't just get up and say, love me world for who I am. No, the world will say, you're just another bloke. There's nothing special about you. So no, this just be you. Just put your thoughts or your ideas out onto the internet and it doesn't matter what people say. Well, actually it could, you could be wrong. You could be talking total tripe. Just being you will say, I'm gonna ignore all of that and pursue this message or idea doggedly. No, you can't be you, being you is, well, it's just mad. What you need to be is constantly learning, constantly changing, constantly adapting. Because if you can do that, when challenging times come, it's a lot easier to adapt and to change. Just being you, you're going to be
1: furloughed. You're stupid again. You're just being stupid again. Let me explain why you're being stupid again, okay? Because I'll use me as an example, maybe not a good example, because I would fall into your analogy, your metaphor, your description, where you said you're probably stupid, you're probably rude, you're probably annoying. Yeah, that's all me. But I was able to use all of that in my online persona, in my social media, in my advice, in my video production, in the the approach I take to it, in the topics I choose, in the guests I choose, I was able to channel all that. And I'll be candid with you without sounding egotistical. I firmly believe in the feedback I've gotten is because I'm me, I stand out amongst the noise. I'm not a top dog. I'll never be a top dog. I'm not a bottom feeder and I'm not lost in the background. If I wasn't me, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Now, to give you a little bone, I was intentional about channeling that because I knew it would react. Well, I and was going to I was, say. And I was smart. I only picked topics that I know will actually add value. I want to be perceived by my audience as adding value. So I was me, but
0: I was intentionally me. So I'll give you a yes, little bit of that. Yes, it was deliberate, it was purposeful, it was choreographed. It's yes. technically, therefore, slightly inauthentic. Ha ha ha! You see? Because it uh, is programmed and done deliberately. That's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But the idea that you should just be you all the time, particularly online or when you're out selling, no. I teach people that if you are you in a sales meeting or on a sales call, you're probably going to fail because you, deep down, are a little bit of a loser. You believe you need to be liked. You believe you need to please people. You believe you can't challenge. No, that's you. The salesman can't be like that. The salesman's got to believe he can challenge. He can upset people so long as he does it in a controlled and deliberate manner. Being you will only get you so far. It'll get you through the front door.
1: The I, problem I, with I that, though, is that if I do what you're saying, then I would suggest mm. that I'm being a poser, right? I am being somebody who's not me, and that's not well, good for I my didn't mental say health. It. That's, you didn't say it. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Sorry. Uh, rate- i think the viewer can make their own decision on that one so uh, yeah oh you're such a shithead okay
1: next 30 seconds all right i'm trying to get under seconds. his, his yeah. th- get under her skin here benjamin i've watched your videos they're all staged they're all contrived the audience says the same thing many people have tried your advice they've all failed your claims are bullshit that's my rant oh you want me to respond what? to that well, I just, I, I just love seeing that stupid look on your face, that long pause as you're going, shit, I no, no, found out, what do I say?
0: That through, oh, no, no, it's because the first thought that went through my head was what usually is what I hear, that it's tough. I don't oh, care. Oh, it's tough. Yes. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah. There are many out there who think the only you're just people you're opinion
0: The only people whose opinion actually matters in business are the people that are paying you. And if they're happy then it doesn't matter what anyone else says. There's a lot of people that will say what I do won't work, and it won't work for a lot of people because if you don't know why you're doing something, you can't just copy it. So I get a lot of people try and copy what I do, but because I don't know why what I'm doing and why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it, merely copying it doesn't help you. People could say what they want about whether it will or won't work. It won't work for everybody I'm up front. Going to the gym won't work for everybody. Going on a diet won't work for everybody. Doesn't mean darts and gyms don't work, does it?
1: Folks, I squeeze every last minute out of this episode. I could, we are out of time. I could keep on ranting with this man all day, but I, what I want you to do is I want you to follow him because the entertainment and the wisdom and the advice and, and the perspective just continues online. He unparalleled. is unparalleled. He is unparalleled. He is the UK's most hated sales trainer. This, my friends, is Benjamin Denny three-time guest here, top five all-time podcasts. Follow him. I love this man, even if he's a moron. We're out of time. My name is Daryl Prale. This is the Inside Inside Sales Show. Take care, folks. I'll talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales, hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.